you have to understand what you love to do and then what your end goal with your fitness journey is. So that being said, what helps people the most is to get in a healthy body fat percentage. 90% of health markers will improve as you just get in a healthier body fat percentage. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. Today, I am joined by Ben Lawson. Now, what's super exciting is that Ben is actually going to be at the Conscious Investor Growth Summit speaking. He is flying across the country from the good old land, warm land of Florida, all the way up to North Idaho to pour into everybody who is attending. He is a phenomenal human being, and you're not going to want to miss out on the opportunity to meet him in person, to hear what he has to say, and to just be able to spend time with him learning how to level up. Now you're like, Julie, thanks. You just told me all that, but who is Ben? Well, hey, Ben is an online fitness coach and he helps people achieve their fitness goals through personalized exercise programs and nutrition advice. He started his career by teaching mixed martial arts, but eventually decided to focus on fitness coaching because he loves helping people get in shape. And well, hey, getting punched in the face isn't really so much fun. So I think we'll all go with that, right? (laughs) Some of the key takeaways that I know you're going to enjoy from this episode are just the practical elements that you can apply to your everyday life. Just being affirmed for me in the fact that the best workout program or nutrition plan is the one that we will actually follow. And so we really go into demystifying some of those fad diets, or you might've noticed on social media, I'm talking about snobby hobbies. (laughs) And so we don't have to have snobby hobbies. Like what are you going to actually follow through with? He's also talking about how important it is to understand your fitness goals and what you love to do in order to find a program that you can sustain. He also, at the end, gives us three tips for health. I don't want to spoil those, but stick around to the end because you are going to be loaded up with three very simple, practical, tangible things that you can implement into your daily life. And this one thing I love is that Ben just brings everything down to simplicity. Now, I know I'm going to make a reference to this during the conversation with Ben, but I would be remiss if I didn't let you know right now. We're only sharing a fraction. Today, Ben and I are talking about some very practical, tangible elements about health and fitness. But I was introduced to Ben by another friend, Dallin Schultz, from the Millionaire Mind podcast. And over on Dallin's show, he has an interview with Ben. And in that interview, they really go into Ben's health and fitness journey. And it's a very compelling, very deep, very rich story that I know is going to inspire you and support so many of you who have had to overcome some incredible obstacles and setbacks in your health. And so you might know somebody who is facing that, or you might face that, be facing that yourself. But I know that interview is going to be extremely powerful for you. So I want to encourage you. This is where collaboration and friendship comes about is, hey, head on over to my friend Dallin's podcast, Millionaire Mind. Listen to his episode with Ben. Then you're going to learn more about Ben. And make sure that you have your tickets to Conscious Investor Growth Summit in hand so that you can come and join Dallin, Ben, myself, and so many other powerful, 
amazing people that are ready to serve and support you. Now, I'm going to say this for you, Conscious Investor. If for some reason there isn't a promo code out there and you're like, hey, Julia, it could just be I don't like paying full price. Maybe you're like, gosh, the economy's rough. I'd rather keep some of my money, but I really want to go. Hey, whatever it is, shoot me a message over on, let's just go ahead and say, shoot me a message on Instagram and just say, hey, Julie, you got a promo code for me? Because I will give you a promo code. Our goal is to serve you guys. It's not about making money hand over fist or anything like that. As long as we come out in the black on this event, I'm happy because I want you to grow. I want to empower you in your health, in your mindset, and in your wealth, as do every single one of these speakers who are taking their time, money, resources, everything, time away from family to come and serve you. So you don't want to miss this. There isn't another event like the Conscious Investor Growth Summit out there, and you don't want to miss it. So head on over to ConsciousInvestorGrowthSummit.com to pick up your tickets. If you don't have a promo code and you want one, shoot me a message over on Instagram. The handle is The Conscious Investor Podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome back, Conscious Investor, and welcome to the show, Ben. I'm super excited to have you here. Let's get right to it. I want to know, what do you do and how did you get started? Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Really excited to have this conversation. You'll have to excuse me a little bit. Got a little bit of congestion going on, fighting off the flu. But uh, essentially, what I do is online fitness coaching. I know it's always kind of a unique thing when people are like, so do you just like get on videos and show people what to do? I'm like, not really. Essentially, what I do is I program exercises for people to do for their days, weeks, whatever. And then I follow them along with their nutrition have an overlook of that. And then they check in with me at least once a week. And then I make changes and adjustments as we go to avoid plateaus. So that's in a nutshell what I do. Of course, hand in hand with that is a lot of content creation and social media type marketing. But yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you the second question in a moment, but I just want to say, I love what you do. And there are a lot of people in your space. It seems to me from my perception, it might just be the people in my own network, but this is serving people so powerfully. I actually had somebody shoot me a cold DM who is trying to find clients. And one of the challenges that we face is like, well, I travel a lot and we have all these things. What do you love most about what you do? First, let's start there. I'm just going to go down. I have so many curious questions. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, it's funny. I love exercise programming and I started off just loving to work out, got myself in good shape and just kind of fell in love with that process and then decided like, oh, hey, how can I make a career out of this? And of course, there's personal training, which I did that for a while. But I realized even for free before online coaching was a thing, I would just write out people's exercise program. And I'm like, I kind of love like exercise programming. So I love doing that. And of course, just helping people. There's so many people every week I get messages like, I feel so much better, especially when they start out. They're like, I didn't realize I didn't feel as good as I do now. You don't understand how good you feel once you kind of start on making these habits and these good routines. So really to just like help change people's lives, whether they're doing huge weight loss bids or they're wanting to compete in bodybuilding for the first time, they prove to themselves that they're able to make such a huge sacrifice and goal, it's really cool to be a part of that. It's so exciting. I agree with you. And being fit and healthy, 
the world shifts when you're fit and healthy. When I see people that are unhealthy, it makes my heart go like, oh my gosh, the world would be so different. Your world would be completely different if you had some healthy habits involved. What would you say are the top three? Since my investing company is three keys, I lean on the number three a lot and I love the number three. What would you say are the top like three keys that just anybody could utilize as a check-in? Am I really healthy? Like, am I really healthy? Could I optimize this better? Maybe some common pitfalls that people face. Oh man, that's a good question. You know, I think that would... I need at least 30. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think first off, it would totally depend on that person and what health means to them because everyone is so unique and has different goals. But I would say first off, if you have energy throughout the day and you're able to perform your daily tasks, that's a pretty huge one. You feel good as far as like the food you're eating and your digestion and everything and not like lagging. A lot of it comes down to kind of how you feel, I guess, in your day to day. It's not like if you can bench press 315 pounds, you know, so it's more so just like, can you bend over and put your shoes on every day? Can you squat up off the toilet? Very functional things like at the end of the day, as we age, that's what's most important. If you can just function and get through the day to day. That makes a lot of sense. And I really appreciate that you said, what does health mean to you? You really have to understand that. And I've been working on that because I'm writing a conscious investor book right now. And so I've been diving into health in a different way. I would love to know what health means to you. Oh, man, that's such a broad thing. Because of course, there's not just physical health, there's mental, emotional health, all of those things, of course, tie into each other. But since I do the fitness side will kind of, I guess, lean more towards that again. But as your fitness improves, usually the other ones do too and vice versa. So it's kind of a cool thing. But I would say essentially, again, having energy throughout the day, being able to accomplish your daily tasks, whether you're a, a parent or whatever healthcare worker, whatever your job is, you're able to do that throughout the day, usually in a healthy body fat percentage, because typically that's a good indication You're not going to have a random heart attack at 30. Of course, obviously things happen. We can't prevent everything or cancer happens. You never know. But essentially, if you're relatively healthy body fat percentage, that's a pretty good indication. You're pretty healthy. like that. I appreciate that. As I was diving into that concept of what is health and like, it's easy to say like, oh, you know, mind, body, soul. And you know, I've spoken before and I know that we could really go deep on all of this and that's fine. We totally Mm -hmm. can, but I've really been thinking about that, how connected our physical health is to our spiritual health, to our relationships, like the health of our relationships. Like everything is just this tangled web that feeds off of each other. Yeah, 100%. I know something like I always hear in fitness and in general, it's just like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And usually it's a pretty right thing. Like if you're disciplined in one aspect, usually it carries over and you're going to be a more fit and healthy person because you have that same discipline in place. That's so true. Part of that question was, how did you get started? Like you already had a love of fitness, but there are so many ways where I just want to pull this apart, but I'm going to just hear what you have to say instead of imposing what I think you're going to say. <laughs> How did you get started saying, this is my career. And I commend you also for saying, 
asking that question, how can I make a career out of this? And conscious investor, that's a question you need to be asking yourself. You don't have to be stuck anywhere in anything in your life. You just have to ask that simple question. How can I? And so I love that you asked that, but how did you get started? Did you have to make... We'll leave it there. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's funny. I'm from a very small town, literally about a thousand people. I had a tiny graduating class. There wasn't even a gym in my hometown. So fitness wasn't really... I'm totally interrupting. I recognize that conscious investor. I know I've worked years to break that. (laughs) I graduated with 45 people. Okay. So I had a big class for my high school and we had... I think our graduating was like 70 something. I forget. So we were one of the bigger ones, but there were definitely certainly classes that graduated in the 40s. So probably a similar size school, I assume. Yeah. Not the whole... Oh, here's a graduating class of 600. Like when my sister right. and I had to sit through her, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, it was a 30-minute graduation ceremony. One of those guys. It was pretty short. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm just totally curious. So here you are living in this small thousand-person town. It's one stoplight or zero stoplights? So there used to be one stoplight. Now it's a four-way stop. So it wasn't necessary to do the stoplight anymore, I guess. So Yeah. Anyway, so very small, no gym. So I kind of just fell in love with being in shape. I played a lot of sports, but then I also grew up with my dad watching the cheesy 80s action movies, that whole era, which are the movies, but they're the best. Yeah. Yes, they were the best. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So I grew up idolizing these kind of action figure looking guys, right? And my dad, of course, he was a uh, former military and in good shape and always telling us about doing all these push-ups and all the, you know, dad type stuff. So that was kind of my outlook growing up. That was like the ideal of what a hero is, right? So then I eventually graduated high school and was done with sports. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try something else. I kind of got into mixed martial arts for a little bit. And fell in love with more of the fitness side and conditioning and getting in shape for it. Wait, you didn't um, like getting knocked around and knocking at people? I, I don't understand. It, it turns out I didn't like getting punched in the face that much. That's what it was. I was like tired of getting beat up. I was like, people can have this. I get it. I appreciate it. But it's like, maybe not for me. I'll just stick to the strength and conditioning side. That's more my speed. You're just going to have the look. I'm just going to be like... right you're tall and you're strong. So I'm like, you got the look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just got to look like I can fight someone. I don't actually need to, hopefully. Right. And plus the weights don't really hit back. So I liked that part. So I ended up just kind of falling in love with that and just lifting weights and just kind of stuck with that. And then I decided like, okay, maybe I can make personal training a career or pursuit or own a gym or something like that. So eventually I ended up getting a job at a corporate gym as a personal trainer. did that for a little while. And then when I was extremely broke, couldn't afford anything, I was like, maybe I should try something else. So I ended up joining the military. And then I did that for four years. And kind of my last year in the military, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I want to do. There's a turning point where you stand for another contract. And then at that point, it's like, you might as well just retire. But it's like, okay, so what do I want to do? I ended up kind of creating an Instagram around that same time. And then I saw there was these really fit guys doing online coaching. And I was like, what is this? So I kind of looked into it, started following these guys. And I was like, you know what? I think I can try that. So 
I launched a website and I created this program. It was dirt cheap at the time. I was like, I have no idea what the price point of these things are, how this works. Because when he first started out, my coaching when I first started was... (laughs) I'm like, wow. (laughs) So at the time, I just did like one check-in per month. So Uh someone would just get a program and then they're supposed to check in a month. 99% of the time, I never heard from them again. But it was like 75 bucks for a 12-week workout program. That's better than Groupon. I mean, like, oh right. So I launched this thing. I remember on like a, I think it was a Thursday, you know, Saturday hits like, okay, you know, hopefully I'll have people lining up wanting to, you know, pay me for the service. And I think I had two people sign up that day. And I was like, I just made 150 bucks out of nowhere, just with the internet, no product. I was like, mind blown. I was like, all right, let's see what we can do with this. So, yeah. That's amazing. And I love the willingness to iterate and to just try. And that's like a powerful mindset that you have that serves people so powerfully. So I'm curious, what are some of the hurdles and obstacles that you have personally faced that you've overcome? Oh, man. At this point, I've been doing it for quite a long time. I think the biggest thing, especially starting out, is like the people I saw doing it were kind of these big fitness influencers with this huge following. And here I am with a very small following trying to do the same thing. So the hardest thing was figuring out how to get more clients, how to market, how to post on social media, what to post when. And then like during the day, I'm like, okay, I feel like I should be doing something. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to try and do this and work on this thing and this. So it's just a matter of like figuring out what to do when in like how to market it essentially. Yeah, that's always like, I mean, that's basic business, right? Is right. have people come through the door and click on my site, click on my mm-hmm. link, my bio, everything like that. Equivalent of the door. That's wild. Totally different, like just a little curve in the conversation. I want to ask you, so often I'm hearing some of my buddies working with personal trainers like, oh yeah, I got to get my blood work and they're doing their blood work. Or some of them are... I got to do my hormone check. And some of them are, I got to do my minerals. I got to get my minerals tested. And it seems like there are so many different things out here. And you and I've spoken. So I'm like, I have a level of trust in you versus all these different people over there online and everything. So I'm curious, how important are those elements? And if any of them are important, which one would you value most? Okay. First of all, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that because there are a billion people out there who kind of do what I do or share fitness advice. But the same thing I kind of tell people is like, there's so much information. There's so many warnings to stay away from this, that you need to do this in all of those things. What I essentially tell people is the best workout program or nutrition plan that you can possibly do is the one that you'll follow. So first of all, you have to understand what you love to do and then what your end goal with your fitness journey is. You know, if someone's like, I want to run a marathon, I'm not going to be like, okay, let's do all these crazy bodybuilding workouts and just eat all this tons of food because it's not going to be conducive to their goal. So you have to understand what it is that your goal is and where you want to go with it. So that being said, essentially, in general, what helps people the most um, is to get in a healthy body fat percentage. So if that means to be in a caloric deficit, 90% of 
health markers will improve as you just get in a healthier body fat percentage or just kind of healthier. A lot of times we hear you need to cut out carbs, you need to do this, you need to do that. It's like, ignore all that, all the crazy highlight stuff. When your car's broken down, you're not like, okay, let me fix these headlights and put a wing on it. No, it's like, get to the bare bones basic. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of start with the basics. And then as you start to improve it, then you can work on the extra stuff. So do the basic things, get your nutrition on point, eat as whole unprocessed foods as you can with high protein, move every day, get steps, walks in, and then resistance trainer lift weights a few times a week. Those things right there, it's so basic, but it's like, that's going to improve most of health problems out there. That's amazing. So is it overkill for the average person? I'm just going to leave the people that really want to I mean, you and I both have friends that are really trying to be in like the best shape of their lives. Conscious investor, this might sting a little bit, but a lot of people in their middle years are like, no, I'm going to be in the best shape. In fact, Ed Milet, and I adore Ed Milet, but I'm like, when he turned 50, he's like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've never been this strong, this ripped, this big. And so I really do see this as a trend. By the way, I posted something recently just on my personal social platform of like, snobby hobbies. And sometimes I think that fitness can turn into more than fitness and snobby hobbies. So I think that's where I'm going to separate the two and say like, okay, I'm not talking about the people that are in this for the snobby hobby of I do all of this and look at me and I'm defying all the odds of the stereotypical person my age. But for the average bear, which I happen to be an average bear, you know, I love... (laughs) move resistance. And I love the feedback that, Hey, average bears, you don't need to have this blood work and all of these other things done to be in a healthy state. Sure. Well, I will say it's probably a good idea to get your blood work done. But the thing is, is as the average person gets healthier, those blood markers will improve drastically. So it's like they kind of put the cart before the horse and they try and start optimizing hormones with other means, whether medications or peptides or all those things, that's fine. But that's like I said, you have to do the basic, you have to fix the car first before you start to customize the exterior. And that's kind of what that comes down to. So it's like that has a time and place. But yeah, it's kind of the people who are starting to get a little more in that snobby hobby, like you said, kind of that more advanced state. Then it's like, okay, that's fine to do that. I'm a nerd with this stuff. I love it. But for the general person, that's who I'm talking to. And it's like just, move the big rocks. You know, there's a big person in the fitness industry who I always listen to. And he says, people like to uh, step over hundred dollar bills to pick up pennies. It's like, just sleep more, eat whole food, move more resistance strain a couple times a week. You're good. Okay. I love this sleep. I'm literally wrote this down. Sleep more. That's something that I guard my sleep. And I tell my 15 year old son, like my daughter, she's got good habits. I'm like, dude, you need your sleep. Like, come on. So now we're going to hear the chatter and the resistance that you've heard from all of us average bears. Yeah, but I've got all of these things to do. And it's the only time that my husband and I and my wife and I and my partner and I have together is it's finally quiet in the house or whatever it is, right? We always hear these reasonable excuses. That's what I call them. It's reasonable. I get it. But how important is it for us to be protecting our sleep? It's hugely important. this isn't something that I've realized how bad I need to implement until I've kind of gotten into my 30s. And then you're like, oh, this actually makes a huge difference. 
I'll say to you, I'm always not the best sleeper, but I try to do these things the best I can. But I just listened to Dr. Lane Norton on a podcast and he quoted a study that was like, I want to say it was like, I think they were special operations. One group had eight hours of sleep and one group had four hours. They each had equal amount of load, nutrition, everything. And the group getting eight hours lost a substantial more amount of body fat than the other group, even though all the other factors were equated. Wow. So sleep can literally help you lose body fat if you're optimizing everything else. So people don't understand how much it can help your performance. And then, of course, there's the brain performance you don't realize that you're missing out on when you're not sleeping your best. So in general, when you are that busy person, you have the kids, you have all these other things. It's like all those other things will improve if you prioritize the sleep. So sometimes taking those extra couple hours. And I understand sometimes we have projects that extend late. You have to get up early for a flight here and there. I get it. But in general, try your best to get at least seven to eight hours of sleep and watch how much better all the other aspects of your life improve. Okay. I love this. And I am totally quoting you on this and plastering this everywhere. (laughs) But I'm just going to say, lose fat while you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. And there's the data, the science. Um, Dr. Lee Norton, that'd be a great conscious investor. You might want to just do a Google search because that's have a lot of other interesting things. But I love when we can say, hey, we've already done this research. We've already have this. And it's almost like people with visualization when people are injured. And I forgot the exact study, but the guy was scheduled to run the Boston Marathon or whatever and got injured, laid up in the hospital, just visualized himself running it and ended up going to run it. It's like there's so many dynamics that are so similar to that of just little important nuances. 100%. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I want to ask this for the average bears. We're saying, Hey, you know what? Get your sleep, move, eat well. I avoid fad diets myself. I do like macros. I did learn a lot from macros. That's the one thing that I did do. And it definitely opened my eyes to nutrients and such. Other than that, I'm like, no, I just want to eat a balanced diet. I don't want to deprive myself. I get one life (laughs) and I like my coffee. Okay. Like Red Steve makes really great craft cocktails. So I'm like, I'm not going to deprive myself of a cocktail. But all that to say, what would you say aside from that, maybe three key elements that would really support people? Maybe three key elements that they can do at the gym. You were talking about resistance training, you know, getting that physical movement, having that resistance training. And maybe we just go into the resistance training element because I didn't know that until I think three years ago. And my local gym owner was like, you need to be doing weights. Good for him. (laughs) I don't want to bulk up, Mike. I don't want to be builder. He's like, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three elements as far as just the resistance training side. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. It's funny you say that. I think there is kind of that more old school thought process of, I don't want to get too big. I don't want to get too bulky which I always kind of think is funny as someone who's trying to get bigger. I'm like, I wish it was that easy. (laughs) Like when someone's like, I just don't want to get too big. I'm like, man, if I figured out how someone could get too big, I would have a lot more money because that's essentially what this is. But yeah, I guess. So for three things in a world of social media where people like to do the coolest, funnest, craziest looking things, that's fine and all, but 
basics work best. So your basic movements, your basic squats, deadlift variations, chest presses and shoulder presses and rows, Mm -hmm. any variation of those things. That's where 90% of your results come from. It's the very basic stuff. And it's just repeating those over years and years of hard work. That's where it all comes from, right? So basics are best. Second is there's two sides to this, I guess. It's finding the right amount of volume. And what I mean by that is a lot of times when someone gets excited about their fitness journey, especially I think of kind of me as a young man, just like, I want to do it all. And so you just work out crazy hard. You do 50 sets of everything. And it's like, slow down, like overkill is just going to make you injured, especially, you know, as we get older, it's like, you don't need to do tons and tons of work. Your body responds just fine to the minimum effective dose. Okay. So it's kind of finding the right balance. Conscious investor, you love this too. We don't have to be stacking the weight. Like you don't have to max out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the weights, of course, should be challenging, but you don't have to go every set till extreme failure where your eyes are popping up and your face is red because a lot of that will just lead to injury. So this is a long-term game. We're not trying to be Ronnie Coleman on stage in the early 2000s, 300 shredded pounds. It's about longevity and just feeling and looking your best. So finding the right amount of balance is kind of a good key. And that's a lot of what I do essentially is just helping people do the right amount to get the most amount of results. Right. I completely appreciate the second point on volume. My 12 year old little miss daughter, she is lifting weights with me because she really wants to, I think she wants it because mom's doing it kind of like you and your, right. I love it. She had to wait. I said, you have to be 12. You have your whole life. We'll incorporate this slowly. But I always remind her as we're doing this together, I'm like, think about your 80-year-old self. We're not here to prove anything at all. We're here for lifetime fitness. 80-year-old little miss. like, Right, right. That's exactly it. Especially when you're young. It's like more is more, but it's like, it's not really how it works. There's plenty of studies showing when you do kind of the right amount of volume, it's most optimal because... You're not only going to get the most amount of results, but you're going to prevent yourself from getting injured, which will there in turn ruin the state of progress that you there would have had if you didn't injure yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then the last thing, funny enough, with resistance training, it comes to nutrition, right? Everything we do, all the movements, it's powered by something. The law of thermodynamics, you can't just create energy from nothing. So you have to fuel your body properly to maximize your time in the gym. A lot of people think you can just work really hard and push a lot of weight, do a ton of cardio, and that's going to make up for all the terrible dieting that you did over the weekend, but that's not really how it works. So it comes down to just nutrition discipline, and that will translate to a better gym resistance training session. I appreciate that because there are times I still am using my fitness pal just as a food diet. I'm like, it's like, oh, cool. It works. It's there. But see your how many calories you burn during your workout. And it's like, they give them to you as a bonus. Like, oh, here, you get these extra calories because you worked out. Kind of a exciting like, oh, but no, I don't need to eat all those extra calories. Right, right. First thing I tell people when they have my fitness pals to turn that feature off, actually, because <laughs> people will there in turn eat more to make up for it. But I'm like, the whole point was to create that hole in the first place if the goal is weight loss. So totally called me out, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's totally a zing. I because love they have that same process that you did. Like, oh, I have this bonus now. And it's like, no, don't let it let it be that. And really, it has a direct correlation, like you said, that popular quote of how you do one thing is how you do all things. Mm-hmm. And then that type of thinking pours into people's finances all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this bonus or I got this gift card or this whatever it is, this little influx. And then some people end up spinning it like five times over. Mm-hmm. Almost like the lottery effect. Oh my gosh. Yep, yep. That's really wild and fun. So I love that. Basics, volume, and nutrition. Like just keep it simple. This is one mm-hmm. thing I appreciate about you and just the platform that you've built is like it's just simple. And you don't have to do all these gimmicky things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's super rad. So where can people find you? So on pretty much all social media platforms, Lawless Fitness, that's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I also have a Facebook group for people to get a little bit more bonus content. I do some lives and things in there. It's just Fitness Plateau Secrets. So anyone can join and I can accept you. And I love to have more people in there to share even more information and content in there. So yeah. I appreciate that. Now, Conscious Investor, I'm going to give you lots of cool information that has not been shared here yet. And that is, first of all, huge shout out to our mutual friend, Dallin, for the introduction. So this is the power of your network. And having strong, incredible, wonderful people in your network makes all the difference. So shout out to Dallin. Go check out the Millionaire Mindset podcast. And there's an episode there that features Ben. And you want to listen to that episode because you're going to get another, like a whole other dimension. And this is why it's so good to podstock people, right? So you want to listen to different interviews because you're going to get different facets. And this is one reason I didn't ask some of the same questions because guess what? Ben, Dallin, myself, we're all going to be at the Conscious Investor Growth Summit. And so I want you to be familiar with all of us. And I want you to be coming to the Conscious Investor Growth Summit and experiencing like just we're collapsing the distance between you and the stage. We're all there to serve, support, empower, pour into you for this weekend. So you want to click the link in the show notes so that you're checking out and getting your tickets before the early bird special runs out 50% off. That's a screaming deal. You want to make sure that you're going there. So go check out Down's podcast, Millionaire Mindset, the episode with Ben. Try to get a link in the show notes for you to make that really simple. And then go grab your tickets for the Conscious Investor Growth Summit, March 7th through 10th, so that you don't miss out on that. Dallin, I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together. I appreciate people that are grounded and make this so accessible and so simple for busy conscious investors who are trying to live a healthy life. But we get distracted by some of the, I guess we need to do this and this. And it's like, no. So thank you for simplifying our lives. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Until next time, Conscious Investor, cheers to health, mindset, and wealth. Are you enjoying this episode? Do the world a favor and help trick the algorithm by leaving a review so that this content reaches many others. 